to the Target Athletics Podcast. Joshua Rempel here today with uh, guest host, John Malofsky. All right, guest host. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thanks for joining us. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, we had a conversation, I think it was last week, mm-hmm. where we were sitting down talking about kind of our um, how we label our workouts and training. So like build, grind, sustain, etc., and thought it'd be kind of cool just to have a conversation over a podcast um, and kind of share it out there a little bit. So, um, yeah, what it, it kind of started just over a workout. So we're actually going to talk about a workout that we did last week. I think it was last, August 3rd. Yeah. So if you want to go back and sugar wad later and follow along, yeah, I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, might be a good way to do it. Also, the same format's going to continue to apply through this cycle. So even if the workout... You know, you don't get the exact exercises we were doing. You can still follow along just from the intent of that kind of the day um, when we get into it. Right. Right. I think I think intent is actually something that is worth kind of touching on because sometimes maybe as a younger athlete or somebody that's new to the gym, you look big picture at all these workouts and you're like, well, they're all the same, right? We're all, we're, we're working. We're all we're doing like. We're working out. Like, what's the difference? And I think part of the reason, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think part of the reason that you broke up our workouts into these different types of training, like our build, our ignite, our charge, is so that new athletes and athletes that have been here for a while can understand what the intent, like you just said, was for the workout. So understanding the differences between grind and sustained and and charge and those kind of things can help us as athletes in class to i guess better or i guess i guess in a way pull off the workouts in the way that you intended to write them because you can you can easily change these things up and change the intent so if you can understand what grind means then you know what the intent is better in the in the workout yeah totally i think it it's it it gives the athlete an opportunity to get the most from it Mm -hmm. right Right. um if we were doing and we'll get into a little more but but just from like a a big overhead view if we were doing like a three-minute workout right and that's all we were doing today so let's say we did three minutes unloaded step-ups for time Mm-hmm. Or, or max max step ups in three minutes in three minutes right yeah. okay you're gonna finish that three minutes and not have that much of a stimulus because it's unloaded so it's fairly light you're just moving your body weight up and mm-hmm. down you can only go so fast mm-hmm. because you could only step up and step down off a box right so fast right and three minutes just isn't long enough for that stimulus to have that much of an effect on you right. so you're gonna walk out the door going well that's stupid like I could have gone up and down the stairs of my house yeah. and, and got more of a workout and just right now take that same workout and do that for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's going to start to suck. Right. Right. So even body weight going as fast as you can for 40 minutes up and down off a box is going to be pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. And all of that's changing is what, what is being asked of you. Right. So loads staying the same, the height of the box stays the same, but now what are we manipulating? We're just manipulating time that you're doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of just a general idea. Now on the flip side of that, if we were to keep that three minute 
step up, but we put a 50 pound vest or pack on you. Mm-hmm. It, three minutes is still fairly short for that, but it's going to be a different type of hurt, right? Legs, you're going to hit muscular failure. Um, heart rate's going to be through the roof at the end. Like it, it, that three minutes is now going to be a lot harder. Right. And so by being able to kind of put these in categories that align with our intent and align with energy systems, essentially, right. um, we're hopefully able to convey to the athlete who's reading a workout, be like, oh, cool. Okay. This is, so this is a sustain, right? I know that's an aerobic kind of capacity. So that means it's probably going to be longer in nature. Uh, I'm probably going to want to choose weights associated with what I can do for a longer time period. As right. opposed to like a single, you know, a heavy set of three or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. Where on the flip side, if it's like a charge workout, which is more our anaerobic lactic system, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to be short. You know they're going to be shorter time durations. If there's a rest period, you're going to have a longer rest so you can recover more. Also, we can push that intensity up, right? And really Changing hammer those. Yeah, exactly. Hammer right. that duration. Instead of being like, I'm going to be in this thing for 20 plus minutes. If I go out as hard as I can the first two as heavy as I I'm can I'm going to be holding right, on yeah. to your life at the end and it's I'm kind of just falling apart right, right. risk of injury goes up risk all those things we're not trying to train that right and so hopefully by doing this the way we're trying to do it is it just it gives um, people kind of a framework to start understanding and how to gauge effort and give longevity and training you know I mean that's the other part like we're here for the long haul, mm-hmm. you know, um, back in the day when CrossFit was kind of new, one of the big knocks on it was that there was no moderation of, or modulation of intensity. And so you came in every day, you went as hard as you could. You were always trying to go RX in, in six months you got hurt or right. you got burnout or, or a combination of both. And, and so, it's kind of something that's followed the, it has, like a it has stigma for CrossFit for sure. And I think as the trainings evolved and, mm-hmm there's been a little bit less focus on like games type stuff. Right. People realize that, well, first it's super healthy and it's amazing. The philosophy still works, right? It's changing it a little bit goes a long ways. Yeah. Um, but the ideas, but really the philosophy is still there. Yeah. The fundamentals are basically there. It's kind of like, I'm almost kind of thinking this through at the moment, but like it would be like how we break down, our bot like how we train our bodies right we have an upper body pull we have a lower body pull if we came in every day and we always did upper body pull monday upper body pull tuesday wednesday thursday then we're always kind of this isn't necessarily energy system but we need to vary what we're working right like we need to do an upper body pull we need to do a lower body push squats deadlift a row something like that we need to change those around each day so that we're working the whole picture instead of just one specific spot right like if we always did sustained every day we would be better in sustained maybe but then everything else would be lacking so taking the intent and breaking it up into these different um types of workouts is what is going to get us better results in the end yeah so following that intent is important Yes, and or at least understanding it and and having the the mindset of of what the workout should look like or should be or how it should be loaded. Yeah, or approached. I guess approach is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, and all of this is just how can we not only make training fun but Mm -hmm. make it beneficial. We get an hour a day 
Mm-hmm. Um, how can we get the most out of that? And how can we get the most out of that for, for people who want to come in five days a week? And how do we get the most out of that for people who come in two to three days a week? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like over the years, we've settled on a pretty good, we've found a pretty good path for that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously things can always get better and hopefully they will. And that's what we're trying to do. But we've definitely tried some things that have worked, tried some things that haven't and kind of gotten rid of the things that haven't and kind of stuck with the things that do. And I feel like we're in a pretty good spot with that. Um, and through those, I mean, that's also why you you kind of go in blocks, right? So you, you do something long enough to get adaptation and then you, you move on from that and you do new things to give your body some uh, variety and then you adapt to that and mm-hmm. you just kind of hopefully over time just continue to build on those things and at some point if you're if if your goal is to be healthy be strong be fit and enjoy your outdoor uh time or whatever it is then or life in general yeah gpp or general physical mm-hmm. preparedness is kind of where you want to live right if you have a specific thing you want to attain like run a 100k or mm-hmm. uh or an ultra or something like that mm-hmm. or you want to do a powerlifting meet or mm-hmm. olympic lifting meet or do a crossfit competition then you need to step out of the gpp style and and get something that's specific to the event that you're training for right right or that you want to do um, and then after your event, you kind of jump back into the GPP. Right. I was just going to be what I was going to ask. Can you live in that GPP world and then jump out for a specific thing, maybe six, eight week block and then come back to GPP? Yeah, for sure. Right? Because if you don't have the base to GPP, um, you could make the argument that going sports specific immediately isn't the best way. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> anything's better than nothing and you're probably fine depending on as long as your program builds progressively but having the base of gpp all the time just gives you that leg up when when you want to jump out of that and go specific into something else gotcha um yeah i don't want to get too far off our it's it's easy to get into the weeds in this one it definitely is um what do you want to maybe jump into this workout and just kind of discuss this grind that we had or do you want to hit some other yeah, let's talk real quick about kind of what we have so far. I mean, we jumped around with some yeah. weird times, but yeah. didn't really go through it. So what we got is we got our build stuff, which is our what we've kind of classified as our strength work. Mm-hmm. So you're in that area, you would be using the um, anaerobic alactic energy system, mm-hmm. which essentially you get like 10 to 15 seconds, right? So this is... Uh, let me back up real quick. So ATP is what we use for energy. So muscle contractions, muscle relaxations. No eating. matter what. No matter what system we're and in. And this is a very broad brush Quotes. stroke. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> that's what's getting used, right? ATP. ATP. Gotcha. That's and our gas, our fuel. That's our fuel, essentially, okay. right? That's what we need to, again, muscle contractions, muscle relaxations, which are constantly happening. And mm-hmm. the faster that those go, the better. Mm-hmm. Right? And the more efficient that those are, the better. Anyway, so for super powerful bursts, right? Like we're talking 100% effort. So on the on the end, like a 10-second all-out sprint on an assault bike. Right. Like all-out sprint. Mm-hmm. Or a 10-second, you know, a 100-meter dash. Or, um, you know, a max 
lift, right? So like a two, three rep max back squat, whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We're using that anaerobic alactic system. Right. And, and basically we have enough of that stored up because we use a massive amount of ATP for those all out efforts. Right. Um, and right around that 10, 15 second mark, more or less, you start to run out. Mm-hmm. You can feel this, right? If you go jump on one of the bikes or ski or go rower, I would encourage the bike over this if you were doing a test because there's less barrier to entry as far as technique goes. Right. On a bike where a yeah. rower, you know, if you aren't a great rower, it'd be harder to feel and you get that recovery stroke. Like you want something that's just a constant push. Mm-hmm. It's just draining. But if you got on one of the Concept 2 bikes and crank that damper up and just hit it as hard as you can and you say, I'm going to go for 30 seconds, you will literally feel yourself at like the 10 second mark just start to fall off, mm-hmm. right? And what you're doing is you're passing through that first energy system and because you've run out of that stored up ATP, right? right? And now you're starting to pass into the next system. And all that means is that you're out of ATP. So now you've got to use lactate as fuel and it's a, just a way less efficient system to produce ATP. Um, but you can still hold a higher power rate than the aerobic system which mm-hmm. is just the next one down, right? Right. And so, again, for us, we call our strength work build. So we're primarily in that first energy system with the heavier weight, less reps, etc. This is all kind of a gray area too. Um, the higher rep, like hypertrophy, more hypertrophy type stuff, it's not just that first system. We're always kind of straddling or using some of each, right? right? It's never just completely black and white. There's no black and white in this. You're, you're even partially using some aerobic system when you're doing a max lift because as soon as you've racked the weight, you're recovering, right? Mm-hmm. The better your aerobic system, the more fast you can get that uh, ATP stored back up in the muscles to use for a next you know, heavy lift, right. all those things. So you got to understand it is always blending together. It's just you're predominantly using one and the way that we arrange our training, we're predominantly trying to for the most part, kind of attack or build on one system, right? Right, when we're focused on a a build portion. Exactly, so we have build and ignite, which you could think of we're using the same energy system. Ignite is just our, what I would call our conditioning in that system, Mm -hmm. right? So that would be like 10 second assault bike sprints or concept two or whatever. Um, It's, that one's a little bit hard to train in the gym. Ignite? Yeah. Because for most things that require that much intensity, it requires a shit ton of competency as well. And so there's a higher risk for injury when you're trying to perform Ignite. Like if we were just to go out and do 100 meter sprints for time, how many people have done 100 meter sprints recently? You know, an all out sprint, you're Mm -hmm. much more at risk to pull something, Mm -hmm. tweak something than, you know, hitting 85%. Gotcha. And so. We do do it sometimes, but at the other times, a lot of our, that system we use by lifting heavy weight, mm-hmm. right? Which we're just a little bit more, it's easier to keep an eye on, technique's good, we can ramp the weight up, right. this and that, we're sprinting, you know, if... Um, you know, a lot of times we look at this workout as um, our CrossFit workouts. What about, um, what about like our Olympic lifting class? Yeah. Heavyweight. Right. Yep. Heavyweight, fast, explosive, powerful movements. Yep. 
that's going to definitely go into that system. Um, we'll be moving into charge area a little bit on mm -hmm. like complexes. So you can okay, think of it right. that way, right? Yep. Longer yeah, complexes. Um, as soon as the rest gets shorter in between and you're stacking those back to back, mm -hmm. same thing, right? You're going to start to build up lactate. Um, you're going to be switching out of that um, that first system and kind of just blurring into the next one. So what is, what's the next system then? So as soon as you get through, so build and ignite, right? One is just our, think of it as like builds our strength work, ignite, okay. same energy system, but that's right. our conditioning in that system. So that would be the super intense and if it needs to be maximal effort to be in that system. Because again, if you go 10 seconds at 85%, it's not the right stimulus to actually use what we're trying to target. So if we do the ignite stuff, it has to be at 100% effort. Right, and that's 100. And we have had a handful of those workouts for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we will continue to. It's right. just harder to this COVID thing through wrenching the gears where we can, like sure, machines, and we don't have you know 15 right. bikes. We got anyways. Yeah, so, logistics, logistics. Yeah. Right. Um, so as soon as you go through ignite, our next system is our charge. Mm -hmm. Is what we're calling. So this is anaerobic lactic energy system, and basically. This is a different process to create ATP. It's not very efficient, but you can produce more power in this system than you can the aerobic system. So aerobic system, which we'll go to next, is super efficient, but it's very slow right. to reproduce ATP. Sustain. Sustain and yeah. grind. Right. And, so, and again, it's because of your duration. So like if you're looking at a power curve, high power output, short duration, that thing kind of comes down and swoops out, right? And so right in the middle, we got our charge. And then when it starts to level out where you can hold effort for long periods of time, you just can't produce a lot of power, mm -hmm. right? Right. So that's where your aerobic is. And that system's incredible. But again, your power output's just low. Right. So the lactate, anaerobic lactic system mm -hmm. is anywhere roughly, again, from that 20 to four minute mark, 20 seconds to four minutes. Right. It's the most painful system to train. It's the one that sucks the most in the gym. Like, it's you're on fire. You can't breathe. Um, you're pushing hard. You could be going heavy weight. You could be going lighter weight, but just really hard effort. And when we train this system, charge, you'll notice like there. We want those efforts to be repeatable. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, they're only repeatable for the exact amount of rounds and the time that is up there. Right. Like if, if we did, let's say we had three rounds, three minutes on, two minutes off. Okay. Right. That first three minutes, you could get the same amount of work done in the last three minutes, but your effort, like you feel like basically like death at the end of that, but you were able to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Right. If I did like a surprise, Hey, we're doing one more round. You wouldn't be able to hold it right. because you pushed right to that limit right. each one of those rounds yeah. to be able to make it sustainable. Right. And if you finish that thing and you're like, oh, well, I did all the same amount of work and that was super easy. It, I'm not saying you weren't doing anything, but you were not hitting those requirements to be able to make the adaptation in that system. Right. Wasn't right? quite in with, within the intent of the it, workout. Exactly. And, and again, the intent's... It doesn't mean it was wasted effort. It just was a little outside of. You're definitely what not we... hitting the stimulus to change there you to go. make stimulus, the adaptation yeah. that we were looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So that one's kind of charge in there. Yeah. Those are they're not fun. You know, it's 
it's painful. That's where you feel the muscle burn, and it's not lactic acid building up in your muscles. It's lactate building up, which is fuel. The lactate actually gets broken down mm-hmm. through a process, and ATP is created through that. Right. So not very efficient, but think of it almost as a bridge from your alactic system to the anaerobic system. Like yep. it's the in between. Yep. All right. And then once you get through that one, we got the last one, which is the aerobic system. Low power output, but you can use that one for a long time. Right. Right. So the duration is longer on the grind and sustain. Yes. Yeah. And so we've kind of broken that into two because, again, it's so broad. Um, grind is more of like our what you could reference as aerobic threshold, right, or, or close to that lactate producing system so like that end it's a little so it's probably 20 to like again these time frames are hard but like anywhere from 5 to 20 Mm -hmm. minutes is kind of our grind work Mm -hmm. and then those can be painful too oh for sure and not to say none of this is painful going 100 miles like that's terribly painful it's just painful in a different way right right um that's a big I'm never gonna run 100 miles on <laughs> anyways go then run we got, 100 then we got sustain which is kind of our 20 to 60 minute or whatever and that mm-hmm. would continue on we just have 60 minutes because that's kind of the longest thing we can do with class with class yeah but that yeah. could be marathon that could be exactly. 100 miler that could be right and sustain's gonna be again it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination but when we're training it the intensity is usually much lower and the power output's lower but duration's longer right Right. So hopefully that made some sense. Um, That's the, a lot. It is, and the aerobic system super efficient, right? And if if there's one system, well, okay, so there's two systems that are are the most important to train, and that'd be your alactic and the aerobic. Mm-hmm. You could you could do a lot of life without going lactic system, like. In all, like you could be super healthy, super fit, enjoy yourself tremendously without spending much time. You should spend a little bit of time in that lactic system because, mm-hmm. again, that's the hardest one to train. It's 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 very painful. Um, it's not a whole lot of fun. It beats you up. Yeah. Uh, it's very energy demanding. Like all those things. So that's we don't spend a whole lot of time there either, and that's right. why. Right, we usually throw it in maybe once a week. Right. For, well, we have five five days plus a Saturday class, but you know, five days of training a week. Right. On the CrossFit program, but if you hit five charge days every week, Ooh. you know, for in two months, you'd be like, I feel like I don't feel good. Right. My joints hurt. Mm-hmm. Feel beat up. Low energy. Overtrained. Yeah. Sore all the time. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So, um, yeah, we we definitely sprinkle it in, but on the flip side. We don't do a whole lot of it. The other part is that system in particular ramps up real fast. Yeah. Aerobic system takes a long time to build. Yeah. Like months, right. if not years. Same with strength. It's not something you're going to make massive gains in four weeks. Right? It's like six months. Mm-hmm. And so from a longevity standpoint as well, um, and it depends on what your, your interests are, uh, you can we need to spend a majority of that time building the aerobic system and building that alactic system and if those two are good to go say you did want to do a crossfit comp or you had something where um 
you're going to be spending some, some grunt time in that lactic area. Charge. Charge area. Um, yeah, hit it for eight weeks and you're probably good to go. Like you're, you're going to max if, that so, thing out. So what you're saying is if you have the base there and you have some strength training, it's easy to it's easier to kind of just drop in some charge. Yeah, that system ramps up relatively fast. That one's a quick... And you can you can maximize it quickly. Gotcha. Whereas I don't even think, but like sustained could be like lifetime, really. Exactly. Right. And strength, same. Right. And the higher that those go up, mm-hmm. you're going to be able to bring the charge up higher over time as well. But if those two suck, charge isn't going to go very high. Right. 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 Um, so, and again, from a from a longevity training standpoint and health and fitness standpoint. If you live most of your time in that build, ignite, and sustain and grind area, you're going to be better off. You're going to be better off, which yeah. is kind of how our weeks break down over yep. long periods. And charge is fun. Charge is fun. It's and- mentally challenging. It's good to see where you're, what you can do to push yourself that hard. It's just you don't want to be doing it all the time. Right. And I think charge is a great one for group class. Yeah. You know, it's fun. You get the music cranking. Everybody's kind of in high. pain cave a little bit there. It gets a little dark, yeah. but you got your friends around, and everybody's pushing, and everybody's feeling it, and uh, it, those can be a lot of fun, too, as, yeah. as painful as they are, because we all kind of like that in some degree. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, they're important, but... You can go for again, a long if, run if on you your own. ever have wondered why we don't have them all the time, that's why. That's why. Yeah. Yep. So, hopefully you made it through that. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. You might have to go back and re-listen uh, so to some of that. So what we but. were thinking, we were going to hit a session um, and just kind of talk it through. And the one that we did, so this would have been August 3rd. This is one of our grind one, grind two days. And I think how this whole conversation started, because we've kind of been, you know, as coaches, like talking about these energy systems and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it started because you're like, how is this a grind when um, we got three rounds and it's kind of increased pace each round, right? right? Because we do have this, okay, we want, you know, 85 quote unquote percent effort, which kind of translates to hard effort, but sustainable pace for uh, amount of rounds or whatever plus duration, Mm -hmm. right? But all of a sudden we got a grind that is now okay, we got a five-minute AMRAP. We're doing three rounds of that. It's 15 calorie row, 15 burpee, 15 kettlebell swing, 15 wall ball, two-minute rest between each round, and we want to increase pace each round. And so part of that is it falls into the grand category because it's 15 minutes of work total with a work-to-rest ratio that's less than one-to-one. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're working for five minutes. We're resting for two, so I think it's two point five to one, something like that. I'm sure somebody could correct me on that. <laughs> if they made it this far, they're not going to get hung up on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, there's a three minute rest, and then you're going to switch stations and do a very the same time and and duration or whatever, uh, but different exercises. Right, mm-hmm. so it's a total of thirty minutes of work broke up with a little bit of rest. So you could almost make the case that this would be sustained. But because it's on a grind, I want that last round effort to be up to threshold. 
Right. Like go really hard. And so then you're backpedaling. And the whole point of the increasing pace is to start to learn how you work, mm-hmm. right? Like how your body can handle this. And so by starting very, all of us know, when you're starting a 20 minute AMRAP, you feel like Superman for the first 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> now, <laughs> the likelihood that you're finishing that workout at the same pace you did in the first minute, that 19th minute, right, is pretty low. Yeah. Right? In yeah. fact, there's usually probably a significant dip in pacing. Absolutely. Let's say. So this is just one way of kind of beginning to figure out those things and playing with it a little bit. And so first round, one way to think about it would be hit it at like 70 to 75% effort. Right. So okay. you're in- so are, so on grind one, we got a 15 calorie row. Yep. So what does 75% look like on a 15 calorie row? So different for everybody, uh-huh. right? But if you hopefully at this point pay attention to that thing in front of you that changes numbers as you like pull on it, right? <laughs> you have an idea of an of a a reference number that you can maintain when you're breathing hard, mm-hmm. not when you're fresh, but like during a workout. Uh, so this would be calories. So that thing's on calories. You got that number in front of you that says calories per hour. Hopefully you have a reference. So maybe you're like, okay, I can pull at like a thousand calories per hour during a workout okay and and that's a pretty decent one and of course it's going to depend on how long you're on the rower for but you kind of know that's kind of my number cool so i'd call that like your so thousand okay 85 percent number yeah. roughly right mm-hmm. because that's what you can maintain when you're already breathing you're already doing other work you can get on there and hold that number so on round one of this, of three rounds, when we're trying to increase pace each round, you want to leave yourself somewhere to go to get to, right? So a thousand would be our would be round three. Correct. Okay. And so you would back that down and be like, okay, okay I'm uh-huh. going to hit 800 on this first round. Okay. So it's going to be pretty easy for me, mm-hmm. but I'm just getting into it. Right. All right. So I hit 800, I come off 15 burpees. Now I know what my normal burpee pace feels like. I'm going to intentionally go slower Mm -hmm. right so i'm gonna either step down into my burpee get up jump clap take a breath do another burpee so i'm gonna intentionally slow that speed down a little bit right i'm gonna walk casually over to the (laughs) casual stroll right maybe take a couple breaths and yeah right i get that kettlebell up because a kettlebell swing you really can't manipulate the speed on that too much yeah. Now, yes, you can you can crank that thing down and drive it up and 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 work really hard to gain like two seconds in mm-hmm. a set of fifteen, right? So I wouldn't put too much stock in that one. Um, you're gonna pick it up as long as you go unbroken, whether you're trying really hard or or you're just kind of doing quality reps. Mm-hmm. The speed of that's not gonna change too much, right? So once you set that down, same thing, casual stroll over to the wall ball. Take a couple breaths. Wall ball is going to be similar to the kettlebell swing in the sense that once you pick it up and start your wall balls, again, barring um, setting that down and resting, it's going to take almost the same amount of time. Yes, you can try and squat faster. Right. And throw it higher or a little faster up, but uh, gravity. So you're better. not. So you're, you're kind of what you're saying here is that you're not going to see a lot of gains in the reps after the row. Correct. Right. Well, like we can burpee, we can speed you can up absolutely speed up. We can speed them up slightly, but but the kettlebell swing, the wall ball 
probably going to be pretty close to the same throughout. Exactly. They're going to be pretty set. So where do we save in our timing then? Yeah. So as we go through, right? So now we're hitting round two. All right. So we go through that at that pace, the whole five minutes. Right. You don't start slow and then start to speed up. Because again, you're looking at, I'm going to try and repeat this over the next two rounds and I got to speed up. So then the next round, when you get on the rower, you're like, okay, I'm going to row at 900. Mm-hmm. Right. You're going to get off the rower. I'm going to go a little bit faster on my burpees. I'm not going 100% for being tired and the effort or whatever, but I'm going to go a little bit faster. So maybe I'm jumping down now. Maybe it's jump and clap and just nice and smooth pace. Mm-hmm. Breathe in between. Immediately, maybe a little bit quicker to the kettlebell, no rest, pick it up, start swinging. I'm going to go quicker to the wall ball, pick that up, knock those reps out, back to the rower, etc. And then on the last one, it's not just balls out, it's still controlled, but now it's game time. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I'm rowing at a thousand. I'm getting off the rower immediately into my burpees. No rest in, in transition from the burpees. I'm picking that kettlebell up, boom, hitting the swings, setting that thing down immediately. The wall ball, pick that up and go. Mm-hmm. And so in a perfect world, that last set, that last round is just super smooth. I'm not saying that you're rowing as hard as you can you're rowing at a pace that you can get off that thing and immediately go into the burpees. Right. And from the burpees, you're hopefully able to hold a pace. And again, this looks different for everybody. So one person might be just down and up, down and up, down and up, and that's their fast burpee pace and they can maintain that. Somebody else who's doing this might be that step back burpee. That might be their fast pace, Mm -hmm. right? That's totally fine. But what we're looking for is trying to build consistency through these things. Right. So I felt like when I did this workout that as long as I made sure that I hit my numbers correctly and increased each round on either the row and grind two was a bike or ski, as long as I increased my numbers there and I kept everything else, I I sped those other ones up like I I transitioned faster. Um, Maybe my burpees were a little bit faster at the end. Um, I felt like I was almost safe in there. So like as long as I made sure I hit my row and I kept everything for the most part consistent, maybe tighten it up a little bit like on those transitions, I was going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to to start that. I mm-hmm. think a more advanced way down the line is to, to try and do that with the exercises that you can. So not only do that, but at the end, have those burpees be faster. Right. You know, yep. in, in those like we're saying, like some of those exercises, you really can't speed up too much. Mm-hmm. But the ones that you can manipulate your output of each one of those and the intensity at each one of those where you can. Mm-hmm. And then those transition times are, are what's crushing, right? Um, so when you're like, this is the last round and this is the one that is my my goal. Yeah. yeah. Just trying to be no rest Fast. in transition. Fast. Yep. Yep. I think on that last one on the on the row... I think I was like diving off of the row to get a couple more burpees in on that last round just to increase. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the other thing. Like it with the AMRAP, like you're trying to get um it's it's kinda hard with reps because like you can get swings faster and you can get calories in the rower. Mm-hmm. Right. And so just by saying, okay, I'm ten reps faster every round, it it's not a bad that's that's great. 
Right? It's but, one way. But yeah. one other way would be I'm 30 seconds further than I was last time. Right. Because I made I made excellent decisions in how I paced the workout. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. Um, and then grind two. So similar format, everything. This was a calorie, either bike or ski. 15 box jump, 15 ball slam, 15 goblet squat. Um, so similar, right? You can manipulate your erg pace. You can manipulate your box jump pace super easy. Ball slam with the way we do it, where you're trying to catch the bounce, that one's kind of like a wall ball. Like you're kind of tied in. You can definitely go up a little slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but having to catch that ball at the bottom kind of locks you into a decent clip on that. Yep. And then goblet squat, absolutely. Breathe at the top, slower right. reps, right? And then yep. on the last one, it's go time. It's go time. Um, and then also when you look at these things we're also trying to pick there were no rx weights so we wanted to leave it open to the individual to be able to pick a weight that is sustainable and challenging to them um and you can you can make that call because you could do this heavier and maybe everything's slower and you just need more rest but you could still increase your pace each round so you could stay within the the intent for sure and I would leave that up to more advanced athletes mm-hmm. because they're just more aware. And if you know, that's a good way to kind of see where you're at on the how you know yourself and know what weights are good for you and maybe what's a little bit outside your comfort zone. Um, but staying a little lighter, you're going to keep this more aerobic. You're going to be able to move through the exercises probably a little bit quicker, right? Um, and so therefore, maybe get more more reps and more rounds and stay with like heavier breathing less muscular fatigue if you go a little bit heavier in something like this you might be a little bit less uh breathing wise but more muscular fatigue area right Mm -hmm. so you could do the same workout like 10 different ways and get different stimulus right exactly like i've been trying to work on aerobic base so i kept my weights a little bit more moderate in here and i let the aerobic end of things be kind of my um moderator rather than the weights right now somebody that has a strong aerobic base but maybe isn't as strong or they feel like they would like to be stronger they could go higher in weights and let that be the limiting factor over the aerobic side is that right am i thinking about that right yeah that's what you're saying yeah typically people who are really good at aerobic stuff like to stay lighter and people who are terrible at aerobic stuff want to go heavier right um you know who you are anyway (laughs) i know who i am (laughs) and so uh it's all good and that's you know it it, like i'm not um i think there's some benefit to pushing yourself out of your comfort zone on occasion doesn't have to be all whichever one it is Is that that's yeah like that pushed me out of my comfort zone i would rather go a little slower and heavier yeah then so if you if you um if you don't know who you where you fall in that if your coach is always saying ah you could probably go a little heavier i bet you favor that aerobic zone yeah <laughs> your coach is saying hey you should take some weight off yeah um, maybe go that's a little right. wider that's right uh, yeah. maybe you're uh and there's exceptions oh there's yeah. exceptions yeah, but sure. uh yeah that was good i think that was a good way to break down one of our workouts um, yeah hopefully um, that definitely helped me on that day we had we had you know we had a good conversation when uh, we originally kind of broke these down and that helped me um translate to the intent when i coached that class later that day right yeah yeah well um 
I think that's it for today. Yeah, that's one of probably many energy system podcasts that you could have. Yeah. But uh, because there is no, there's almost like no end to this topic. Yeah. It just melts into the next and the next and the next and everything seems to kind of overlap. So it's it's a little hard to grasp, but um, it's definitely something that we're trying to explain more in our classes and describe the intent. And um, I think having the different intents throughout the week um, really helps us train in all these different capacities. Yeah. And again, basically just the, the energy systems are literally how you produce and use ATP. Mm-hmm. and um, what your body uses, like what substrate it uses for fuel. I mean, right? And so the lower intensity, longer duration, we're trying to use fats as fuel. High intensity, shorter duration, we're using sugars mm-hmm. and, and stored sugars as fuel. And so we want to be able to fluidly shift throughout those constantly. Um, we don't want to be stuck just burning sugars and that's where a lot of like metabolic dysfunction and it's a whole nother conversation happens. But when you're living that life in that kind of circle sugar area um, and never getting into that, I hate the word fat adapted, but kind of fat adapted area, right? To be able to burn fats for fuel for the lower intensity stuff. Um, that's not good. Right. So it's not where you want to be. Exactly. So you got to hit it all. Got to hit it all. And muscle is uh, one of the most important lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So, Good. yeah, we do what we can. Yep. Um, hit us up. Let us know what you thought of this episode. If you would like more um, breakdowns of actual training that we're doing, if this is helpful, um, we could definitely go through and kind of hit some more days and, and you know, uh, categories and all that stuff. Yeah, it could be kind of fun to co- come back and, and break down workouts once in a while. Yeah. And the intent behind them. For sure. Especially if we could get one out prior to a workout, that could be kind of fun too. So people have a really strong understanding of yeah, and what this, we're headed into. Um, part of this too, like this grind one, grind two, the exercise has changed in the reps, but the intent of this day stays the same. So this will be coming up for another week or two. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah hopefully this was helpful and thanks for joining and yeah, john thanks right for uh absolutely it's always a pleasure here. to be on the podcast i enjoy our conversations yeah and listening to the conversations and everybody else that's been on the cast so it's been fun awesome right on thank you okay